Welcome, everybody, to the episode 12 news segment. I'm Dan Pineda. In baseball news this week, the final playoff spots have been solidified as of Saturday with the Dodgers, the Athletics, the Rockies, and the Brewers all locking up playoff spots. The A's will head to New York to face the Yankees at Yankee Stadium on October 3rd, while the NL Central and the NL West have yet to be decided. Uh, but we'll have two tiebreaker games today. The Milwaukee Brewers will face the Chicago Cubs at Wrigley at 1 o'clock this afternoon, and the Colorado Rockies will play the Los Angeles Dodgers at 4.10 p.m. Eastern Time, and this is on Monday, October 1st. The first game of the playoffs will be played tomorrow, October 2nd, in the National League wildcard game between the losers of both the games today. An update as of 4.18 p.m., the Brewers beat the Cubs 3-1 to to win their first division title since 2011, and they will face the winner of the NL wildcard game, which will feature the Cubs and the loser of the game between the Los Angeles Dodgers and the Colorado Rockies. And as of 6.09 p.m., the Dodgers are currently beating the Rockies 4 to nothing in the bottom of the sixth. We will keep you posted on this score as we record this episode tonight. In hockey news, the NHL season will be starting on October 3rd as well with the marquee matchup being the defending Stanley Cup champions. The Washington Capitals will face off at home against the Boston Bruins. I don't know about you folks out there. I am stoked for hockey to be back. This season should be a wild one. In Ryder Cup news, Team Europe wins back the Ryder Cup from Team USA, defeating them in Paris 17.5 points to 10.5 points over the weekend. The biggest news story from this weekend is that Tiger Woods went winless in four matches that he played in, while Ryder Cup rookies such as Francesco Molinari, Tommy Fleetwood, Justin Thomas, and Tony Finau shined in their debuts in the Ryder Cup. And in funny college football news... Because everyone enjoys a laugh. Who doesn't? An Alabama fan put down $1,600 on an Alabama game against Louisiana Lafayette this past weekend. What he did not realize is when he put that $1,600 bet down, he was only going to win $1.60. Very strange thought process here as it's clear that this person does not understand how point spreads work as well as he had also lost $1,598.50 as a result. That is your episode 12 news segment, and now, on to the show. Welcome, everybody, to episode 12 of Ride the Pine. Uh, This is a podcast where three friends discuss sports with a side of anxiety and doubt. As always, I'm your host, Dan, joined as always by my co-hosts, Kyle and Ron. Guys, how's it going? Flipping awesome. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, Ron, (laughs) I'm I'm sure you're not doing too well this week after after the Bills. Uh, You know, I I expected the Bills to do a little bit. I expected the Bills to do a little bit better than they did. Um, you know, getting shut out is uh, uh, it's not that great. But uh, yeah, all I can do? hear, Dan, right, or uh, Ron, was you going. I think I'm going to go with the Bills this week. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I anticipate. Well, the last time they played Green Bay that I remember, they were down early and they came back and won. And they're five and zero against the AFC or the NFC North until that was this a week. cool fun fact. 
Yeah, yeah. Plus, like, their run defense was ranked really low, and we were just getting LaShawn McCoy back. So I was like, oh, it's like a no-brainer. You're going to run a lot. But no, they were like, hey, you know what? Let's have Josh Allen throw a lot. And I'm like, okay, well... You know, that's not a bad strategy until we got, like, five minutes into the first quarter, and I was like, why is he overthrowing everybody? <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, that was tough. Yeah. Tough week, but can't win them all, so. No, you know, you, you're definitely right about that, but we do have a special guest this week. Joining us this week is actually our manager of our Instagram account and also the fiance of our own Kyle Hersey. It's what? Megan Goodridge. Megan, how are you? Good. How are you guys? Uh, Great. We're awesome. Uh, so happy you could join us this week. Uh, I know you're a, a fan of the show for more than one reason. Yeah, glad to be here. So let's face it, she's only a fan of the show for one reason. Otherwise, she would not listen. Reason. Yeah, for the New England Patriots. <laughs> yep. Oh, those blasts! Essentially, Patriots. AFC least, but with the Patriots. <laughs> you know what, Ron? Way to plug your other show on another show. <laughs> I do it every show. <laughs> this is very true. This is very true. Um, so, guys, uh, guys and and ladies, what did you guys think of uh, this past week and in, in week four? Man, just like usual, early in the NFL season, things flip flop back and forth, and I feel like we saw a few true colors come out. In my opinion, the Patriots, Josh Allen, the Miami Dolphins, Alvin Kamara—they are who we thought they were. The yeah. Pats are good. The Dolphins, so, not so much. The true colors is in the Bucks and <clears throat> Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ooh. I, I will say this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember from last week, but I did say the Buccaneers would come back to reality at the hands of the Bears. And yeah, yeah, boy, yeah. was I right. The Bears yeah. Yeah. nice. The Bears defense looks strong. I just cannot believe Fitzpatrick was averaging 30 points, you know, fantasy, not to mention 3-0. And the guys know the backup. Dan, you know, I with the um, the Bears though, the Bears are looking nice. So I don't know the Bucks. I don't know if they just like felt the hands of that or Ryan Fitzpatrick like felt the defense. But like the Bears are looking good. I don't, I don't mind yeah. it. I I definitely think it was a, a plus for them to be at home because I think if it was on the road, it might have been a little bit different. But I think the Bears still would have won. But, man, did anyone else expect Mitch Trubinsky to throw six touchdowns? No. No. I don't think anybody just, in their right mind would have guessed that to happen. I just like saying his name. I just I can't believe it. Guys, have you noticed how many five and six touchdown performances there's been this year? It's unbelievable. There's some, I mean, Goff on Thursday night, this was a few nights ago, but he went off. Mahomes for three straight week. You know, like, man, these guys, these quarterbacks are on fire yeah absolutely yeah. it's and, been uh, and it's been pretty crazy and to anyone who sat jared goff in any of your fantasy leagues my condolences and i actually say that to myself because i sat him in a couple leagues and that was oh, a geez, dude, big mistake tell me you played someone like breeze <laughs> or matt ryan instead well in one of them i did start tom brady and i think that was i think that was a good play regardless but i mean who who was expecting jared goff to throw five touchdowns I was Dan. Yeah, my me. team rolled with a buck eighty this week. I was all money on Jared Goff, mostly because I don't have another option at quarterback. But I also just very much believe AR offense. Yeah. What do you yeah, think, Megan? I, uh... I don't know. I plugged Cooper Cup into one of my uh, one of my league's flexes, so I wasn't mad about. That. And what do you think, Ron? Yeah, I uh, I also played Brady over Goff this week, and um, I mean, I don't know if that was really what the difference was there, but. Uh, I also sat Golden Tate, which was a bit of a mistake, it looked like, um, you know, so 
not a fun week for me, but uh, you know, like you said, like uh, like I said earlier, you can't win them all. So, and you know, in, <laughs> our, in our in our fantasy league, I got shellacked by Megan this week. Actually, yes. so, you know, yes. take it to the woodshed like I stole something. I don't know what happened, Dan, because one of the people I don't expect to win against is you, and it's like you know, it just it just happens with the league. And funny you say that with Golden Tate, Ron. I. Have in one of my leagues, I have um, Galladay and Marvin Jones, wow. and I just feel spanked by with having the other. Two. Not even just that, but if there is there someone that could predict which of the Lions receivers does well? Because one of them does well pretty much every week, but their offense is is pretty strong for not being a great team. But I mean, Golden Tate usually seems to get the riches. I don't know. Uh, I will say this: I'm glad you guys did bring up this matchup. Did anyone see? Carry on Johnson run over that linebacker for Dallas. No. Uh, I, no. I, I I think he still thinks he's in the first grade because <laughs> it was like he got hit by a truck. And Yeah, I try uh, to actively avoid watching Dallas games, so <laughs> Ron, hey. Ron, you and I get along more <laughs> than you think. Guy. Wow. <laughs> Savagery. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, I will say this. Zeke looked nice in this game. He always looks nice, Dan. You know, yeah, he always does good. That, that, that's hard to say, Megan, when he comes out with the fro and then he's got the half shirt on. He he, he looks weird, but he's a great he football player. He does look weird. I agree. He's a, he's a squirrel Super ready for winter. Super strange man. You, you, you know what, Kyle? <laughs> that is a very, very accurate description of Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> but he's a cool dude. Like, the guy is a good, he's a nice class at, he's a good guy. But man, I just love looking at him before and after the games. <laughs> Oh my goodness, uh, uh, Megan! Some questions should be running through your mind about about next summer. Um, with that statement, so just just throwing that out there. <laughs> what? Shirt? Ah, what? 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 I don't know. I just I don't... my style. I don't know. <laughs> fashion icon, one could say. The fashion icon, to say the least. Uh, you know, one game that I was actually expecting to be closer, but really wasn't. It was kind of a lackluster game. Was the Saints and Giants game. Uh, I thought that game was going to be much better than what it was, and I was a little disappointed, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. You're right. I thought it was going to be much closer. The Giants almost made it a game near the end, but um, yeah, it wasn't that fun. Although, if you're an Alvin and the Chipmunk, you're through. This guy, he's averaging 35, 40 points a game, Alvin, and I mean, I was just drooling over his game. So that was fireworks for me, but you're right. It wasn't as, I thought New York was. uh, What do you think, Ron? Oh, about that game? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not sure. I didn't really watch it, to be honest with you. After seeing the Bills game, I was like, nah, I'm done with football this week, bro. I'm done. Can't <laughs> can't watch it. Um, Poor I mean, Rodden. it sounds like Poor it Bills. was. Yeah, well, like I said, I, you know, I just tried to distance myself because, like, at halftime, I was already screaming and, like, hurting my throat and stuff. And I'm just like, I don't usually have this happen to me. Like... <laughs> Last week was something completely different. I was like, is this actually happening? But this was like angry, guttural yelling, like, are you stupid? So <laughs> they build you so up. I kind of tuned out down. after that. I was, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I just kind of I tuned out there. But uh, how about that Oakland and Cleveland game? I was just going to say, what a game. The, the Browns <laughs> just cannot know how to win. But holy moly, they look good. Yeah. yeah. Um, how many points looks did like the Browns it was a bad put day up? to be a defense. 42 yeah and that, that wasn't a mistake ridiculous. we really meant to say that 42 <laughs> yeah. yeah pretty incredible that they're able they should have won that game points. how do you put up yeah, 42 points and lose do you, do you guys watch any of that though um mayfield the guy was like 
pumped up. He was having a ball out there. The guy was so thrilled. He was celebrating. Uh, Nothing, you know, over the line, but he was just as pumped up as could be. It was pretty cool to see. What did he go? Try to, like, uh, high-five that guy in the end. Who scored? And And he he, ran right by him. He ran the the guy. (laughs) Oh, poor guy got left hanging. (laughs) It was one of their long touchdowns. I think it was Nick Chubb, actually. He ripped off a 63-yarder, and after he scored, Mayfield is just burn it down the field to catch up to hands route. Oh, like yeah, a he's running pl- right after him. Yeah, he, his hands are almost like a plane, like a little eight-year-old running to his dad. And Nick Chubb <laughs> just runs right by him. Oh. Oh. Chubb. He got oh. Chubb, that's for sure. Oh, oh God. That, please don't tell me that's going to become a catchphrase. So what about the Eagles? <laughs> Losing to the Titans? We thought the Titans were bad. That's embarrassing. I mean, maybe the Titans yeah. aren't bad. They're, what, three and one now? But Philly, defending champs, two and two? Uh I'm actually going to credit this loss on Carson Wentz. He's just not looked that great. His receivers bailed him out on a couple of occasions, especially that uh, being Alshon Jeffrey. He looked great in that game. Yeah, yeah, you're and right. Ertz looked pretty good as well. Aguilar had a bunch of drops, but Wentz just doesn't, still doesn't look like himself. I, th- I yeah, think I it's going to take him another three, four weeks to kind of get back into that form of potential MVP from a couple years ago. Uh, yeah, they have a good all-around team. But they they know. do, but man, Tennessee's defense, man, did they get after them? I did guess they, so. And they, I mean, they, they proved they were it last week against the Jacksonville Jaguars too. Right. Yeah. No. And you know that game that was I think the biggest shock of, of that week was the fact that that game was final was nine to six, no touchdowns, and I was yeah. like, is the Tennessee defense worth a look in fantasy football? That's the real question. That's true. If if they're able to hold teams low, they're bound to get some pick sixes or something you know they're, they're going to get some blocks or something you know so they they're going to be playable and uh, what do you think ron did you did you catch the game at all no <laughs> uh, oh wait never mind um, you tuned yeah, out no, all we, we already discussed this i was stomped just... sorry exactly exactly once they were down they were getting shut out i was like this is not my day i'm just i'm not gonna watch football so because it would have just made me angry. I would have been like, oh, my God, all these other teams are scoring touchdowns or kicking field goals or literally doing anything to get on the scoreboard. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> And what do you think, Megan? What did you think of the game? Who did you like or who stood out in that game? I just honestly, the Eagles have looked so nice for the past year, year and a half, and it just it's impressive the Titans even, embarrassingly enough, beat them. Hey, they're 3-1 now. I know. That's embarrassing. I don't know. <laughs> no, no love for Tennessee here. I really, no love. I really don't have any love. I had, uh, I had hopes for Tennessee a few years ago, but I just I don't see it. Now, hear me out, guys. Does the the resurgence of the defense have anything to do with Mike Vrabel being the, uh, the coach of the Tennessee Titans? I think so, yeah. I, I like him. He's a good all-around defensive player and probably a very good coach. So I, I can't help but attribute it to that. I mean, and if you think about it, think of some other coaches around the league. Yeah, Matt Patricia, former defensive coordinator, and all of a sudden the Lions' defense looks stout. Last weekend they didn't. This past weekend they didn't do too great. But then you also have a guy like Romeo Cornell, who's still running the defense in Houston, and their defense went nuts this past weekend on Indianapolis. They had like a couple yep. fumble recoveries, couple sacks, a uh, couple picks, and and I'm just saying to myself. You notice a trend here. Where did they where did they all come from? Oh wait. It was New England. Pat yourself on the back, Dan. I am patting myself on the back, and then I'm gonna get a cookie. Uh, <laughs> That's right. I'll share that cookie with you for New England. Thank yeah, you, I'll Megan. Give you, I'll give you guys my own cup of nice warm milk. 
Yeah. I'll I'm, give you guys a big old glass of shut the hell up. Ah! <laughs> ah, I knew it was coming. <laughs> uh, um, I would have said something a little bit more explicit, but this is a family show, which, by the way, thanks a lot, Tom Madalena, for dropping more F-bombs than, I don't know, um, a, a <laughs> fighter jet that drops bombs with Fs on them. There you go. Wow, sure. there we go. That was simple. Yeah. It's a yeah. simple analogy. Kind of I roundabout way to get there, but yeah. Kind of as a wrap-up of the recap from last week, I did want to uh, let you guys know of the record that we each had from our picks from last week. Uh, Ron, you had a little bit of a disappointing week. As of right no, now, you're four, you're four and three. If the Chiefs win tonight, uh, then you'll finish at five and three. Uh, Kyle actually went six and one. You know what's funny, guys? Damn. I would be flipping perfect after we recorded last week. I got amped up over the stupid Dolphins, and I should have texted you guys and said, hey, by the way, if I'm allowed to, I'm changing back to the Patriots. I didn't. My own fault. But I'll take six and one. Um, and then uh, I am I actually ended up going six and one as well. Uh, That's awesome. You know, so yeah. I, I, th- I think it was a pretty solid week all around. Uh, nobody had a losing record, which is good to hear. Um I did my best, but I just couldn't pull it off. <laughs> um, but that actually makes our overall standings actually has made it much closer. Ron and I are actually both tied at 18, 12, and 1, and Kyle is 14, 16, and 1. So we're Catching all, up. We're, we're, we're all relatively close. All it takes is one week, and this could be a di- whole different... Yeah, I'm really billsing it up, it looks like, but oh, we're also only a week Oh, yeah? God, well, the church store called. Come on, I you. Say, I hate too, my life. I got to mention the 49ers here. I definitely kind of wrote them off after losing Garoppolo, and then they played a pretty good game against uh, the Chargers, and they... They fell short, uh, but, man, they, they kind of had a pretty good game. It's okay. You're in the same elite club as the Bills, except for you didn't get shut out. So Yeah, yeah. And they, had, they got some fantasy players in that team yeah. still. Fantasy-wise, I literally mm-hmm. can't even talk about it. I played Howard. Howard. O.J. Howard from the Bears over Kittle. Bucks. Bucks. I'm so, sorry. Oh, I was thinking of Tyreek Cohen, who I played from the Bears. Who I didn't play. I'm sorry. And then uh, Howard from the Bucks for tight end. Who I played over Kittle, who got zero points. He had an MC. Awesome. Oof. Tough luck. I literally am getting red in the face. I'm Kittle so had, about this. Kittle had 23 for the record. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Near, you know, salt wounds, Kyle. Salt <laughs> wounds. Remember Jeez. who you're going to bed next to tonight? I, I'd watch what you're saying. <laughs> or you'll be on the couch. I told her the big key to fantasy is start and sit. Literally. You live or die by that. That makes it or breaks it. He literally told me not to look at the score. And I was like... I saw it, and I was, like, red in the face. I'm like, I'm so mad. (laughs) And that's what happens when you don't listen to Kyle. You get red in the face, and you get angry. No, don't listen to Matthew Barry. (laughs) Oh, Matthew Barry. Shout out to Matthew Barry, buddy. Thanks for the call. Ah. (laughs) Kittle didn't play well under Bessard. Whatever. Um, Can't do it. But we are going to take our first break, and when we come back, we're going to preview um, week number five with our game picks, and we're also going to have our Fantasy Football Minute, so stay tuned for more. And now, listeners, we here at Ride the Pine are proud to present to you friend of the show and podcaster extraordinaire, Sarah Austin, with her song, Walk in the Rain. Enjoy! Take a day out of your life And spend it wrapped in mine In the dark 
Thanks again to Sarah Austin for submitting that song for our intermission. Um, I really enjoyed it, and I hope you did too. If you're interested in checking out more from Sarah, her show, The Sarah Talk Podcast, is available everywhere from iTunes to Stitcher to TuneIn and everywhere in between. Every week, Sarah talks about politics, secularism, and LGBTQ plus issues. So if you're interested in those topics, give her a listen. And if you're an independent musician who wants to have your music featured on one of our shows, reach out to us on Twitter at RideThePinePod or drop us a line at RideThePinePod at gmail.com. We'll get back to the show shortly, but first, here are a few words from some of our other podcasting friends. Stay tuned. Hey listener, Dutch here from Voice from the Underground, the podcast. My co-host and I want to invite you to check out our little corner of the podcast verse. At Voice from the Underground, we talk about all the crazy happening around us and try to make a little bit of sense out of the nonsense with little to no results. If the idea of hearing three semi-intelligent, outspoken nerds talk about politics, social issues, current events, sports, movies, pretty much anything that we decide to talk about because, well, it's our show, appeals to you, grab your shovel and come on down to the underground and then consult a qualified psychotherapist. Find us wherever you get your podcasts, just not where you buy your weed. Boys from the underground. You don't listen to the heavyweight jumps? Well, they're only the greatest podcast that wrestles with pop culture. You don't believe us? Well, listen to some of their fans. And for those of you that don't speak cricket, here's our translator, Mr. Harlan T. Bobo. It's like cotton candy in my ears right now, man. <laughs> the Heavyweight Chumps. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. Every Monday and Thursday, same fat time, same, same fat, fat channel. channel. Hey guys, it's Ron back here uh, with the final stretch of the intermission segment. In this last segment, I just wanted to take a second to recognize our awesome sponsor, Uplift Pomade. Uplift Pomade is a hot new line of hair care products born straight out of Wakefield, Mass. And they care about your hair. That is to say, they want you to look your best. That's why the inventor of this product, Rocco Danielli, used his original Uplift Pomade on our own Dan Pineda for his wedding day. And I mean, with hair like that, it was impossible for his wife to say anything other than I do. Uplift Pomade is alcohol-free, soy-free, gluten-free, vegan, and infused with USDA organic essential oils. It is also cruelty-free, which means that they refuse to test on animals. Plus, the recycling program allows you to return any empty container of Uplift Pomade products, and they will give to you a $2 credit towards your next purchase. It's a better deal than recycling cans or bottles. So if your hair care product just isn't doing the job for you, check out Uplift Pomade. Currently available at Wholesale Barbershops, Over the Top Barbershop at 209 Albion Street, Wakefield, Mass. 01880, and coming soon online at upliftpomade.com. Thanks for listening, and now, back to the show. All right, and welcome back, everybody, uh, from our break. Um, joined, as per usual, by Kyle and Ron, and we also have Megan here as well. And we are going to all make our uh, game picks for this week. So, starting out with Thursday picks, Night Football, picks, picks. we have the Colts visiting the New England Patriots. Uh, oh, I man. actually had this as one of my games of the week. Not because it's going to be a good game, 
because I'm just looking forward to the Patriots slaughtering some people on Thursday Night Football. Because <laughs> this is going to be oh, a man. massacre, especially after the debacle that was going for it on fourth and four against the Houston Texans in their own territory and not getting it and then losing the game when they could have easily Oof. tied against yeah, the Houston that's a bad Texans. Call. Um, oh my god can i talk about that for a minute i meant to mention this from the weekly recap i cannot believe what indianapolis did they made a great comeback i i I see the momentum they had going they scored what 31 points but with 30 seconds left in overtime you go for it and fourth down in your own territory and i think give houston the win i mean a tie in their position is much better than a loss where they're already fighting for wins and then not to mention you think about it this way. So, yeah, you didn't get it on fourth and four on a horrible pass from Andrew Luck, by the way. And then next thing you know, next play, DeAndre Hopkins goes for 24 yards. Oh, and yeah. immediately I mean, they... gets a field goal. Immediately. Yeah, I, I just I, I didn't get it. Indy, Indy's defense is not great. Their offense isn't, like, super dependent. So I, I just don't get the reason for that. You punt it away. Unless something freak happens, you go away with a tie. But – you know, there's also muff punts or whatever. They could have had a chance, but I just don't see going for it and giving up the giving up a tie for a loss. Yeah. So yeah. overall, I'm I'm picking the Patriots. Uh, Kyle, uh, sorry. Yeah, Kyle. What do you th- so what do you think for this yeah. game? You thinking the Pats as well? Don't skip me. Yeah, I'm I'm going Patriots for sure. Uh, they're ready to go. They're excited. They're at home again. Crowd be rocking. They're gonna win. And uh, and Ron, what are you thinking for this for this game? Um, I mean, I'd be you know stupid to say the Patriots aren't going to come in here and just like mop the floor with the Colts. So I'm going to go with the Patriots as well. And um, just as a side note, just for that, you know, that thing that we were talking about before there where they went for it on fourth and short instead of, uh, you know, punting it. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I've watched a lot of really bad teams over the years that didn't go for it on fourth and short. And the fan base does not like that. So I mean, it's a little bit different if it's fourth and four. I think that you're right. You should punt it, but I admire them for going for it on uh, on fourth down because a lot of teams that really aren't that great don't do it. So uh, kudos, but also, point, but also they're stupid. But yeah, Ron, you got to consider that scenario. Overtime, you're lucky you came back to tie it up, you know? Yeah, no. Like I said, that situation, I don't really agree with it, but I admire that they have the tenacity to go for it. Yeah, it's more fun as a fan base for yeah. And uh, and Megan, who do who do you ha- like in this game? Colts, Pats, um, all day Patriots. You know, Dan, I can't I can't pick anybody but the Patriots. Yeah, it's it's hard to That's root against fair. them, especially when you grow up in New England. Oh, it's especially. It's, I was gonna uh, say it's not hard to root against, against the them. Colts. I don't I don't know what gene you guys are missing, but I find it easy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's Tom Brady gene that you guys don't have. <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> So the next uh. game that we have on the docket is the three and one Titans against the one and three Bills in Buffalo. Can't wait! Oh, this is gonna yeah. be an awesome game. Uh, oh, Ron, gonna we're gonna so start fun. with you. Who do you like in this game? Um, well, I don't really like the Bills now that they're going up against a team that's three and one <laughs> instead of a team that's you know one one and one. Um, yeah, I gotta go with the Titans on this one. I don't want to, but I kind of have to because. Man, I don't see him addressing those issues on the offensive line or, you know, overthrowing the pass or anything like that. It's kind of like I said earlier on a couple weeks ago, probably, um, you know, Peyton Manning, when he started out, his team was three and 13 at the end of the year in his rookie season. So I don't really have a lot of high hopes for the Bills going forward. But uh, 
I'm hoping it's another game where Josh Allen improves a little bit, but I don't see him winning. And uh, well, I'm taking Buffalo. Really? Yeah, let's go Buffalo. Like I said, nobody circles the wagon like the Buffalo Bills. Right when you think they're going to lose, they win. Watch them win this week. Nobody circles the bottom of the barrel. Like. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, so, Megan, I'm, I'm taking the Bills. Don't listen to her, Ron. Don't listen to her. Megan, so I'm guessing you're taking the Titans in this one. Uh, yes. Yes, absolutely. All right. Um, so next game that we have on the docket uh, is the Giants at the Panthers. Um, I think this should be a pretty solid game. So, Kyle, what do you think about this game? Oh, man. Got to go Carolina. Uh, I don't know why, but I said it all year. It's kind of kind of like rooting for them. McCaffrey goes big. Giants are not doing that well. I'm taking the Panthers. And what are you thinking, Ron? Yeah, I agree, Panthers. I mean, I want to pick the Giants because they're my brother's team, but I don't know. I don't think they're going to do that great. They didn't do that great this last week, so yeah. Uh, I think for me, it all comes down to quarterback and which quarterback can lead the team to victory, and I think in this case is Cam Newton. Um, uh, Eli had a lot of chances last week against a very porous New Orleans Saints defense, and he just didn't put up a lot of points. And I just think Cam Newton, they just come out firing at home, and and, and they go they go bananas on, on the Giants. Sorry, sorry, Tom. Superman! Superman! Um, Megan, who do you like in this game? Oh, for sure, the Panthers. Kim Newton, yeah, it's just, it's all day Panthers yeah, at pan- home, pan- for sure. Yeah, Panthers are going to be tough to be, for sure. Uh, NFL app has crashed on me. Apparently, us talking about Cam Newton has crashed the NFL app. <laughs> oh, wow, that sucks. Hey, that's fine, Dan, take your time. I need to also bring up, you guys hear about Le'Veon Bell? Breaking news. Coming Breaking back to news. Pittsburgh. Week seven. So that that is, of course, unless he gets traded. They're still shopping him around, but if he's not traded by week seven, he is going to report to Pittsburgh. And we, I don't think he's traded. All right. All right. As the guest here, Ron, Dan, and Kyle, be candid. What do you? What is your opinion on Le'Veon Bell? I think he goes Start, to Seattle. Okay. Um, and what is your opinion on how he has been and how he's conducted himself? Well... You know, we mentioned it back on like episode oh God, week one or week two of the season. Last season, he had said that he did he only, he wanted to pay, play on the franchise tender tender only for last year. He came out at the end of the season and said, "I want a legitimate contract. I don't want to be offered the franchise tender. Uh, if I'm not offered, if I am offered the franchise tender, I will not I will not play." What happens? The Steelers end up offering the franchise tender, and the next thing you know. Who's not showing up? Le'Veon Bell. Right. And I'm not surprised, and I don't blame him. Guy deserves big money. He had a great year last year. He was a top three running back, and I think he deserves the payout. And I think Pittsburgh, sorry to anybody who's a Pittsburgh Steelers fan out there, but your your organization is a bunch of cheap people because they're, they're, <laughs> they're, they're, they're cheating him out of the money he deserves. Yeah. All right. Kyle, what do you think? I, I mean, you're right. Pittsburgh is stubborn. They need to learn how. They're kind of old school, so they just don't want to pay, you know, whatever. Um, but come on, this this price tag is pretty good. What is it, thirteen or fourteen million he'd make for this one year? Yep. Like that's come on. But I get his side of it, right? Because if you sign this one year and you get hurt, your value drops. Look at Earl Tom. The guy has one year left in his contract. He just broke his leg yesterday. He was looking for an extension or something. And now this guy lost a lot of value because his leg broke. The team didn't want to resign him, which isn't really their fault. But now after this year, like, is he that 
big looking after breaking his leg. You know, so I, you know, Le'Veon wants some security. With that said, I don't like what he did. I think that was kind of lame to abandon his team like that. He should have stuck it out. I think he knows Pittsburgh would have paid him. Um, ah, I, I'm not, I'm not impressed by him. Um, I don't really agree that Pittsburgh necessarily would have paid him. I feel like they would have been stupid not to, and I feel like they are stupid right now for, you know, kind of letting this drag out as long as it has. He's a very talented player. I feel like the organization should pay him um, and pay him handsomely. And, I mean, he he made it known last year that he didn't want to, you know, keep competing on the franchise tag and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I don't know. I just, I feel like if you really value a player, you should pay them what, you know, they like a, at least a fair price because it seems like they were as uh as dan said they're being cheap um i know it's kind of like the point of a sports organization is you try to sign these great players for as cheap as possible but i feel like they could have done a lot more to kind of reach a compromise a lot earlier than that and uh you know they might not be in this the the hole that they're in right now essentially so um i think it was uh i think it was a mistake to let it drag out as long as it has there's obviously been a lot of conflict in the locker room and um it's completely unnecessary in my opinion so now do you- honestly oh go ahead megan sorry ron i i literally i could not agree more i think that mm-hmm. um he Levon bell has not like been the most mature about it as he could be as like the monocle emoji after week one uh italian the browns and whatnot but like honestly i don't i i think that they could not I, he's a valued player and i think it's dragged out too yeah yeah, and and another thing on, on top of that, Megan, to your point of do you bring him back or do you trade him? The question is, if you bring him back, how is he going to be received? That's the main question. Like, how is his are his teammates going to receive him if he comes back? If he gets traded, you know, problem solved. He he's gone. He's on another team. He's another team's problem or whatever. But if he comes back, how does his offensive line? react to him coming back and possibly taking the role of James Conner when he's been doing pretty solid this year is it well received or or is he kind of seen as like the villain yeah I think it'll work out they're a pretty close brotherhood in Pittsburgh and like the saying goes what have you done for me lately as soon as he does his little hesitation in the backfield a little you know tiptoe and he's what's a touchdown Pittsburgh wins a game they're in love with him again and I mean Conner hasn't been nearly as productive as he as Le'Veon Bell has been, or could have been. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't, but, I don't, I don't see him getting like a hero's welcome or anything like that. Like when right. he first comes back, he it. is going to have to earn it. Yeah, but I feel like there's going to be a lot of relief uh, when he shows up because they know that that weight is kind of off of their shoulders. Assuming that they don't trade him before then, um, if they do trade him, then that team that gets him is going to be very happy, and um, I would imagine quite a bit closer to the salary cap. So. Um, so the next game that we have on the docket is the Dolphins at the Bengals. Both teams are three and one. I will say the Bengals did have a tough loss this past weekend in that they lost uh, Tyler Eifert for season and what was yeah. a gruesome leg injury. Did anyone else see yeah. that happen? I actually missed the play, but his leg yeah, was sideways. I didn't watch it, but yeah, yeah. It was literally his kneecap was ninety degrees to the right. It was awful. Um, was it like Sid Vicious jumping off the top rope in the uh, early 2000s? No, definitely not as bad. That was that oh, was okay. horrible. But this was yeah up there. This was pretty bad to the point okay. where Bridges said, "Fast forward, fast forward, or change the channel." <laughs> um, oh wow! 
Yeah, no, it was pretty. It was pretty ugly. Um, I can't see a scenario where the Bengals don't win this game. I think the Bengals are furious about losing Eifer for the year, and and I think they come out and they're going to come out firing. Um, I, I see the Bengals taking this one. What do you What do you guys think? Um, I think that if I have to pick one of these teams, I'm going to go with the Dolphins. Actually, I know that the Bengals are. You know, hurting after a well, actually, the Bengals won last week um, by one point, but uh, you know they're they're hurting after the loss of Eifert. Um, I think that Miami's going to come back and they're going to be even angrier. I think than the uh, than the Bengals are, you know, coming into New England and just getting completely shellacked when they were you know three and zero to start the season. Like they're a wounded animal animal right now, and they're gonna. I think they're gonna come out. And they're gonna play aggressively, and I, I think that they're gonna. Probably take the win. It's going to be an upset, but I think that they're going to win. And what do you think, Kyle? Yeah, I think the Bengals are a strong 3-1. and one. They just beat Atlanta. And I think the Dolphins are a weak Bengals. I think it's going to hurt to lose Eifert. It's looking all right right And their run game is strong. All right, and Megan, who do you have this week? Yeah, Bengals. Dalton, as disappointing as he for me. <laughs> and up and down. I'll take, I'll take, I'll take. So the next game that we have on the docket is actually a division rivalry uh, with the Ravens visiting the 1-2-1 Cleveland Browns. Uh, it's one of my games. This is one of your games, Kyle? So, it's one of my games. I love this. The new Browns versus the old Browns. So, yeah, so who do you like been one of my match? picks, too. Um, uh, I really want to take Cleveland, but I'm, I'm going Baltimore. Um, they just look pretty good. Offense and defense, they're they're pretty pretty sound. Um, I know they didn't um, they let Pittsburgh back in the game last week, but they stiffened back up and they held them off. Um, I'm going the, I'm going the Ravens, although I do hope to score 30 points. And uh, who do you like, Ron, this week in that game? Um, I think I'm going to go with the Browns, just you know, kind of for the opposite reason. Uh, I I think that they're really starting to find their groove, and I think they're gelling better as a team. I think that after such a close game last week. They want to come out and they want to impress their fans. They want to get that win on home turf, especially against a division rival. So I'm going to go with the Browns, and I think it's going to be a really close game. I think it will be too. And um, you know, for me, it, it's all about who can put up the points. And right now, the Browns' offense is lightened up, and I can't believe those words just came out of my mouth. Um, yeah. But I'm going to also go with the Browns as well. Um, I, I think them being at home, playing in the dog pound with a fired up fan base who they finally have a team that has a win um on the season uh, i'm sure it's gonna be loud flacco is gonna have no idea what's going on he'll get picked a couple times i think it's i think it's the browns all, um i'd love to see the browns win <laughs> oh it yeah. would be amazing I, I would love to see them get two wins and they honestly they could have three wins right now they could have beaten the steelers and to think that two of their three wins yep. came from a division opponent i think that would have been uh quite the headline yeah, um, but uh, the next game that I actually am seeing on the docket is another division rivalry game, and it should be a pretty good one. It is the Green Bay Packers at the Detroit Lions. You know, a team that has an offense that's playing pretty solidly in the Packers against a team that's got a pretty solid defense, but they just can't close it out at the end. Um, this is actually one of my other game picks as well, uh, mainly because uh, uh, my... Uh, sister's boyfriend nate is from wisconsin he's a green bay fan um and i actually like the packers in this one i think playing indoors is going to be sweet relief to aaron Rodgers, who lost two weeks played in pretty rough conditions and i think i think they win at home what do you uh, sorry on the road uh what do you guys think of this game 
Got to take Green Bay, although I'm kind of looking forward to see which uh, Lions receiver goes big this game, but I'm going Packers. Yeah, I agree. I think that Green Bay is going to do pretty well here. Um, Aaron Rodgers showing off that like that injury is not really limiting him as, as much as I thought it would last week. Um, so I think that right now they are on fire and I think that they could, I think they could run away with this one, but I'm not confident enough to say that it's going to be a blowout. So I'm picking the Packers. And what do you think, Megan? Yeah, I'm actually, squad is on fire. Um, Stafford is targeting three of them. I, I, I just feel like Packers haven't been strong enough to say, I'm going with the Lions. Oh, wow. All right. I, I like it. I like that pick. The next game that we have on the list here, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I'm going to say that's one of my games of the week. Yeah, that was going to be mine for sure. That's a good one. Uh-huh. Uh, so, Ron, who are you, who are you liking in this matchup? Well, we've got a really close game here because we've got the Jaguars who are 3-1-0 and the Chiefs who are 3-0 currently. Um, I mean, going up against each other. So this is going to be one of those kind of matchups, I think, where you have, like, the irresistible force versus the immovable object. You've got Patrick Mahomes, who's been on fire recently, and the Chiefs, who have been playing lights out, versus the Jacksonville Jaguars, who have a really solid defense and I think are pretty overlooked as a team, honestly. Um, I think the Chiefs win it just because I've, I'm kind of on the Patrick Mahomes hype train, but I could be completely wrong there. I think it's going to be a really close game. I think that we could see him throw a couple picks, actually, this game. So what do you guys think? Yeah, Jacksonville is ready to prove a point. Kansas City hot. But Jacksonville was here last year. They were a top def- I think they're ready to prove it. They're going to come up short, though. I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> you know, I, I'm actually on a different train than you are, Ron. Um, you're on, you might be on the Patrick Mahomes train, but I am actually slowly becoming a believer of Blake Bortles. I cannot, also cannot believe I uttered those words. But last that's, week... That's kind of but last week, he looked so composed, he looked like a veteran, he was making smart decisions unlike past seasons, and he was able to drive his team down the field on multiple occasions. Granted, it was against the Jets. Sorry, Tom. Uh, but I think, I think Jacksonville walked into Arrowhead Stadium, and they beat the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm going to go with the wow. Jacksonville Jaguars. That's a bold prediction. You know, it is, but you know, I'm a bold kind of guy, Ron. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. sometimes. Well, when I want to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, I can't believe I'm picking the Jaguars in this game, but, you know, I, I'm i feeling bold. I'm feeling bold this week. Um, but, Megan, who do you have in this game between Jacksonville and Kansas City? Yeah, I have Jacksonville um, all day. I don't know. Bortles... As much as I don't believe in him, I believe in him. If that makes sense, I just he's inconsistent to me on uh, a fantasy level. But I don't know. Uh, Jacksonville and their defense. Whenever I need to play, I, I'll go with Jacksonville. So Jacksonville. They're consistently. Ugh. But the Chiefs is they have a new quarterback. It's like hard, you know. Yeah, it, it, Jacksonville is my pick. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a, a very interesting game to watch for sure. Uh, and then that's in the one o'clock slated games too. So that should be interesting. Um, yeah. The next game that we have on the docket is Broncos at the Jets. This one I hope does not come up on Red Zone because I will not be watching it. Uh, um, I'm just gonna get my pick out of the way and say the Broncos are going to absolutely destroy the Jets, but that is just me. Uh, what do you guys think of this game? I think it'll be closer than we think, but I'm taking Denver. 
Yeah, I think the Broncos are going to win, and um, I don't think there's really any question about it, but I've been wrong before. And what do you think, Megan? Oh, Broncos are going to win, but I truly am a Robbie Anderson fan, so I hope that there is some passing. Like, I hope it's a valiant effort by the, the Jets, because I, I really love Robbie Anderson, and I loved watching the Jets' defense the first few weeks, but yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, that should be interesting. Robbie Anderson's a great player. Um, but it will be, but it'll be interesting to see how it will be interesting to see how he fares against a a pretty stout, uh, Broncos offense. I think Darnold will get eaten alive by this pass rush. I don't think it's a chance. Um, Darnold, um, the next game we have on the docket is actually the last one o'clock game is the Falcons at the Steelers. Ooh, my game game of the week. All right. So Kyle, who do you got in this match? Oh, man. I almost can't decide. I'm excited for both of them. Uh, I'm going to go Pittsburgh. I think I went at home. I don't I don't really think Atlanta's too great on the road, especially outside like this. So I'm going Pittsburgh. What are you thinking, Ron? Yeah, I have to agree. I think Pittsburgh has got a way better shot of winning this than Atlanta does. Um, Atlanta hasn't really been impressive so far this year. So I just, I mean, neither is the, the Steelers. But, you know, I, I just, I feel like the Steelers have a better chance of winning. Because like you said, they got the home field. And the Falcons are used to playing in a uh, in a dome, so I'm gonna go with the Steelers. You know, I seem to like to go bold this this week, and I'm going with the Falcons. Jeez, being such a contrarian. Uh, I think the Falcons, uh, they avenge their. I mean, they've had a couple really close games that they've lost uh, by three, four, five points, and I I see them pulling it through this week. You got a combo like Ridley and Jones. I don't think there's any way to that Pittsburgh can stop them. Um, I I think the Falcons win this game. It will be close, but I think it's I think the Falcons would have taken it. Who? Uh, what do you think, Megan? Yeah, I'm going um, Steelers. Um, Falcons are pretty banged up right now, so Steelers are my pick for the week. Yeah. All right. So Fair. now we're into the four o'clock slate of games. Uh, we're on to the Raiders. At the Chargers, kind of. Um, Kyle, uh, let's get your take on this game. What do you think? Yeah, I'm going the Chargers. The Raiders just not as good as we thought they were. Um, plain and simple, Chargers. The offense strong. Um, I don't know if I necessarily agree, just because Oakland put up 45 points last week, but um, they were also playing against the Browns. I feel like the defenses were just like, look, dude, you do whatever you want. So. Um, I think I have to go with the Chargers, though, if I'm being completely honest. I think that the Raiders just got lucky last week, and uh, I think that they pretty much scored themselves out. So I, I'm I'm going with the Chargers as well. You know, uh, I'm not going to be a contrarian on this one. Uh, I, I'm going with San Diego as well. I think their defense is better than the Raiders, and they're playing at home. Uh, I, I think uh, the Chargers are going to take And what do you think, Megan? Yeah, so fantasy-wise, I'm completely biased. I have Keenan Allen, and I also have picked up Mike Williams, and I literally could not root for anybody but the Chargers. So I'm on the Chargers. And the next game that All we right. have coming up is what a lot of people before the season started thought would be the NFC Championship matchup this year. But I don't know if it's looking that way right now. You got the Vikings at the Eagles. Uh, This is my third uh, game pick of the week. I think this will be a close game against two teams who had just two really tough losses. I think the Vikings win this game. I think they they walk into Philly and they beat the defending champs. Uh, What do you guys think? Uh, I think I've got to go with Philly, honestly. Um, 
I mean, the Vikings record is not looking that great. I mean, neither is Phillies, but I mean, I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm just kind of doing it by a coin toss at this point between these two. Neither of them have really been that impressive, so I'm going to go with Philly, but I don't have a whole lot of faith in them. And what are you thinking, Kyle? Yeah, I don't have the faith either, Ron. Um, I do think Philly pulls it off, though. I, I just, ah, man, the, the defending champs still, I still think they're going to turn it around and be a little more solid. This is Wentz's third game now, you know, so he, he's not quite, you know, into midseason form, but I still think they pull it off. All right, and what are you thinking, Megan? So the I know Wentz is just is just back. Sorry, it take, takes me a minute to think. And uh, Wentz is just back now, and Foles like went bowl and uh, where Vikings have Kirk Cousins now is it, it's very weird situation for the Vikings for me with Cousins now, and I, I'm gonna take Philly just because it's, it's it's a similar quarterback situation. and It just wins it all for me for offense. And their defense doesn't suck. Their defense is great, actually. So I'm going to go with, with the Philly. Yeah, you know, that, that's not a bad pick. You know, I, I think it can go either way. This could be one of those games where it could shock a lot of people or it could just be like, oh, no, we kind of expected that. Um, so it really yeah. could, could go either way. Uh, the next game that we have on the docket, I'm sure one that Kyle is looking forward to, is the Arizona Cardinals at the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, what do you guys? Well, Kyle, let's get, start with you. What do you think of this game? You know, I we, we lost lost the momentum with Garoppolo. I hate to keep dwelling on it, but it's not as exciting right now. I still think I'm taking San Francisco at home. They looked pretty good this past week. I, I'm just not as hyped about them. You know, we're, we're, we got CJ at quarterback. I don't know. Maybe he'll turn it around, but um, I'm going the 49ers for sure. I'm just not as excited about it as I thought it would have been. Yeah, I agree. I think I'm also going with the 49ers. Um, I would be kind of surprised if Arizona pulled this one out because they look like just a mess right now. So I'm going to go with 49ers too, just kind of by default. And, uh, you know, normally in any other scenario, I, I would pick the Cardinals. You know, especially because my wife is for some reason a a Cardinals fan, but I I have to go with the 49ers. The way they looked last week against San Diego, I did not expect that out of C.J. Beathard. I think he he looked great. Uh, I think he did definitely had his moments where he kind of made a couple of mistakes, but I think they bounce back and I think they get a win this week. So I'm also picking the 49ers. Dan, Dan have some. I'm sorry. You said the San Diego Has Chargers. Some love for L.A. They've left San Diego last year. <laughs> I'm sorry. I Give meant, them a break. I, they, I they were in San, San Diego for 20 years before that. You guys knew what I meant. Sorry to our listeners. I meant San Francisco. I'm going with the San Francisco 49ers. There we go. Uh, Megan, who do you have in this game? All right, guys. I'm with y'all. Um, I'm going to take the next. But I just can't take the Cardinals and Bradford with this big, dumb. I hate it. Um, yeah, 49ers all, all day. Bethard. And also, in my fantasy league, I played Kittle. I didn't play Kittle. My my bad. I didn't play Kittle. So that's very disappointing in this last week. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the Niners. They 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 did well against that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No. The, right. They definitely looked pretty solid this week. So I think that's a safe that's a safe pick there. Um, with Josh Josh Rosen at the helm, I think he just needs a couple weeks to get into his groove. Um, I I just don't think it's gonna be this. Um, the next game, we got three more games on the docket. We got the LA Rams at the Seattle Seahawks. I think this is going to be one of the games of the week. It's not one of my picks. I hope it's one of yours, but 
Uh, who do you guys like in this match? It's one of mine. Yeah, this is my game of the week. Unless you want it, Ron. This is my pick. Well, I mean, I was going to pick it as my last game of the week then just because it. I really don't take care it. about I, the other I ones. So. I have another gem. You take this one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, in that case, I will take this as one of my games of the week. Um, the Rams are on fire right now. I think they might be the last undefeated team in the league, if I'm not mistaken. Let's see if KC wins. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I forgot. Kansas City is also undefeated. So they're one of the last undefeated teams in the league going up against the Seattle Seahawks, who have all of this animosity going on right now because of Earl Thomas. Um, there's got to be like such a divide in that locker room right now, and it can't be a fun environment at all. I imagine that it's going to be taxing on their players. They're not going to come out and play to their, you know, to to their fullest, I guess, if I had to pick a word for it. So I think the Rams go 5-0 and here. Um, I don't necessarily think it's going to be an easy game or even a pretty game, but I, th- I think the Rams are going to win. What do you guys think? Yeah, man. Uh, you know, we've seen the Rams beat the Seahawks a few times over the past few years, um, especially when Seattle had their, their strong defense and a boom. Uh, with that said, this is the change of the tides. Uh, the Rams go into Seattle and they put it to them. They're going to, I think they're going to win pretty easily against a very hurting Seattle Seahawks defense and definitely make a statement for the NFC West for sure. Who do you guard on that offense? Cup, Woods, Cooks, Gurley, you can't cover them all. I I think they're going to put up 40 again. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they put a 40 again. Um, Just the way that they're gelling on offense, and McVay is really at the helm of this. He's really done a fantastic job of leading this team. Uh, and j- making them gel the way that they're gelling is it's really incredible to watch. Um, I think they will put a stranglehold on the NFC West because they'll be five and zero, and the next closest to them would be Seattle at two and three, and then you got an zero and four Arizona team and a one and three Niners team. I think this they're, they're starting to run away with the division already, and I I, I got to go with the Rams. They're just they're too strong. And they're on both sides of the ball. Uh, what do you think, Megan? Oh, Rams all day long. I uh, their receiving core is. I mean, like their their offense, and then literally their defense as well. It's it everything, and it's it's not not a comparison for me. It's the Rams all day long. Who's that receiver they got? Cooper. Oh, Cooper Cup. 35 fantasy points last week. It's just ah, love that guy. And they put him in my flex. Yeah, it's pretty 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 uh rewarding to any fantasy football owners out there who had cooper cup at your flex i'm sure you're dancing all around your your houses when you saw how he did um uh the next game that we have on the docket is the sunday night football game between the dallas cowboys and the houston texans and it's going to be in houston um who do you guys like in this matchup um i think if i've got to pick a team between these two i'm going to go with the cowboys um i think the texans defense is looking you know pretty okay right now but i mean they just they don't have enough weapons to really get anything done right now so um really it could go either way i think but i'm gonna go with the cowboys just because i really need ezekiel elliott to keep producing points for my fantasy team what do you guys think the battle of texas i think is uh going to the texans I think their defense looks a little bit better than okay. Uh, this is also, although this is a good game of some star players, um, but I'm definitely looking forward to uh, the Texans pulling this one off. Uh, I think Hopkins is playing like he has something to prove. Uh, he wants to be back up there in the top, you know, top two, top three for receivers, and 
He's been looking strong. I'm, I'm going Texans. Yeah, no, I, I think the way that uh, Dallas won their game last week, they're riding a ton of momentum. Uh, and I, I got to go with the Cowboys here. Um, I, I hate, I hate, might hate to say it, you know, as I have a couple friends who are Cowboys fans, but I, I think this might be the Cowboys year. They win the division the way that they're playing right now. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Um, what do you think, Megan? Yeah, I'm also on the Cowboys for sure, 100%. Um, All day. Their offensive line has not been great, as in um, the blocker um, for for Prescott and whatnot. Uh, I might be biased. Prescott's my guy. Have his jersey hanging in my closet. I wear it every Sunday. So I'm I'm gonna take Dallas on this on this game. I, I think they're the better team, the better quarterback, the better running back quarterback team combo. So yeah, I'll, I'll go. Uh, and and for our uh, actually, Kyle, did you make your pick on this one? Texans, baby. Oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> I did. You know this. <laughs> so that actually gets me into the last game, which I'm guessing this is the gem that Kyle referenced earlier in the show. It is. It is. The Saints and the Redskins in New Orleans. Uh, I'm looking forward to it mostly just kind of being biased here. I get Alvin Kamara. He is a freak right now in fantasy. I think he's averaging 30 or 32 something that he probably can't keep pace on. But against what I think is a kind of a weak Redskins defense, I think he tears it up. I think they put up some good points. There's a good show. I won't be surprised if the Redskins score all right as well, but I'm taking the Saints. What do you think, Ron? Yeah, I agree. I think I've, uh, yeah, I think I've got to go with the Saints as well. Um, I think it's also going to be a, a close game, but I think that because Kamara is playing so well, and I mean, I haven't really heard anything like super hot out of Washington, you know, any of their players being like, amazing i feel like i just kind of have to go with the saints in this one yeah you know and i'm also going to be going with the saints as well i also am an owner of alvin Kamara in uh, a couple of my leagues and he is just phenomenal uh what a player he's really turned into and i'm going to be excited to be recording next week with you guys and be able to watch this game uh, while we record this should be a very f- fun and interesting game to watch um and I, I got to go with the Saints. Uh, who do you like in this in this last matchup, Megan? Good boy. Good boy taking the Saints. Yeah, I'll go with the Saints, you guys. Kamara's just unbelievable. And, you know, Kyle and I are in a league together, and we decided to go keeper this league this year. And it makes me so dang mad. I will never have it. So I got to go Saints. It makes me so mad that I'll never have Alvin Kamara. So, That's fair. so that will do it for our game picks for week number five uh but before we end our episode we are going to be doing our fantasy football minute where we each have one fantasy football player that we say we must start and one that we have to sit um I know, Kyle, you wanted to reference uh, your picks from last <laughs> week because, man, oh, man, did I go back and listen anyway. And whoo. So you reminded me. Who, who'd you have? That was your sit? Uh, I had Julio Jones. My bad. That was Ugh. that was not a good choice on my part. <laughs> you cannot hey, listen don't feel, to Don't Dan feel too bad. That. I said to sit Tom Brady. Granted, so. uh, granted so, I did say the Chicago Bears was my start, and I think that was a good choice. You got to go with the Bears. Yeah, the number one defense. Um, I will one-up you, though, Dan. I did say, if you guys remember correctly, to sit Ezekiel Elliott. And he did just about as good as you can do for someone that 
I said to not play. <laughs> so shame on me. And also, I kind of double dipped here. I called Keenan Allen for a big game, and he went for a whopping 10 or so fantasy points. That's in the PPR. So I, I, I need to stick a sock in it for last week. We'll see if we can make up for it this week. Yeah. Um. So if you guys don't mind, I actually wanted to start off with our my start and sit for the week. Um, Get him. Uh, fine, I guess so. You know what, Ron? <laughs> I don't like your attitude. By the way, touchdown, Chiefs. Mahomes just ran it in. Uh, of course he did. Ooh, good thing it wasn't a pass. Hey. Um, <laughs> so for my start for the, for week five, um, it's going to be Calvin Ridley. Um, so I have some stats for you guys. I did I did my prep work. Um, in his last three weeks, he has had 19 targets, 15 receptions for 264 yards and six touchdowns. His catch percentage is 78.9. He catches near almost 80% of the balls thrown his way. I mean, for Matt Ryan, he must be salivating with this kid because he is on fire as much as Alvin Kamara, not as much as Alvin Kamara, but he could make an early case for rookie of the year if he continues this way. Um, Yeah, Julio's jealous. Yeah, yeah, I think Julio did still have a good game. He had seven or eight catches for about 160 yards and a very solid game, but he had no touchdowns. Calvin had another touchdown. Actually, he had two this week. And I I think if you have him in fantasy football, you got to start him. You can't bench this guy the way he's playing. Um, For my sit, it might actually surprise you guys. My sit this upcoming week for week number five is Tyreek Hill. Ooh, I like that. Wow. So for the first, I have some more stats. For the first two weeks, he went for 14 targets and 12 receptions. So he only dropped two passes for 259 yards and three touchdowns last week he played san francisco uh, a, a middle of the road secondary they have a pretty decent secondary he only had five targets and two catches uh not feeling too confident about that and i don't think he's doing really much tonight as well uh, i if i had him in fantasy football for this week i would have sat him and i'm gonna sit him next week because he's gonna get blanketed by none other than jalen ramsey of the jacksonville jaguars and I do not see him doing well in that matchup. And I think they're going to possibly have to try to involve Travis Kelsey or like they're doing in this game right now, involving Kareem Hunt when he ran off that crazy run that he just had a little while ago. Um, Hunt, baby! I think Tyreek is a guy that you got to sit not only this week, but for week five as well. Uh, who do you guys have for your starts and sits for this week? Ron, let's hear it. Um, I think for my start this week, I'm going to have to go with, so give me a second. I got to look at it again. Alex Collins from the Baltimore Ravens. Um, even though I think that I, I, well, okay. So I think that Cleveland's going to win and I want Cleveland to win. I still think Alex Collins is a good uh, player to have because Cleveland's run defense is actually pretty low ranked. It's number 24 in the league. They've allowed 467 rushing yards. So, um, I think that he's got ample opportunity to kind of go off against the Browns, but like I said, I'm hoping they they keep him out of the end zone, but uh, I think he's a good I think he's a good start if you're you know especially get a bunch of points for yards in your league. Um, as for my sit, um, I kind of made this mistake last week in playing the uh, Bills quarterback, but uh, I think that it's kind of early to do that. So I'm gonna say sit the Bills quarterback if you have him. Um, I do team league, so I I keep you know it, either or. Um, obviously if they take out Josh Allen and put in Nathan Peterman, it's going to be a disaster. Um, I don't think that's going to happen, but you know, you never know. It's Buffalo. They do crazy shit all the time. Um, but yeah, if you have Josh Allen, I would, uh, I would sit him this week. I, 
last week just didn't do anything to inspire confidence in me. Um, I mean, he could go off, but I, I think he's just going to have another bad week. So playing it safe yep. there, Ron. I see playing it. Safe. Yep, playing it, uh, playing it safe this week. Anyway, what do you guys have? Um, you know, my my start of the week. He just had a big blow up game this last week. We'll see. Uh, Cleveland kind of has a three headed monster at running back. Uh, Duke Johnson, Hyde, and Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb is my play of the week. Give him a shot. If you're a little bit weak, at either running back or your flex, try him out. He, he, they've been given the ball a few times. He broke away for two big touchdowns, showed his explosiveness. Um, he'll get the rock a little bit more this week. He's productive with it. So he, he's he's kind of a kind of a dark horse I think will work well. So I would definitely say play him. And, you know, my sit this week, I'm going to have to say Russ Wilson. Um, I don't think he's going to do that well against the Rams. They're going to get behind early, I think. They're going to put some pressure on him. And he, he, the guy knows he's very elusive. He's very good. He's a good decision maker. Get banged up. Now, most interesting part of the Stardom Cinema for this is we have obviously our special guest Megan, uh, who is joining mm-hmm. us for the f- first time. Now, Megan, who do you like for your starts and sits this week? You know, guys, I can't get over the Lions receiving core. I, I honestly, in one of my leagues, I have Galladay and Jones, and I drafted Jones thinking such a good play, and um, I traded for for Galladay. So. I, Essentially, I have Galladay and Jones, and looking at somebody on my other, on a opposition team that has Tate. Ugh, I just, I love the Lions receiving core. That's, that's my stardom. Is you gotta have the Lions receiving core, and the Browns are my stardom. Mayfield started out hot. I just, I just, I don't see that going and going and going, and uh, it just didn't seem like a good matchup. And as it, against the Ravens, it's like, ugh. Yeah, that's why I said him. Anybody may feel on the hot, you know, anybody in the Browns just doesn't seem hot to me. The Lions, however, seem like a great play. Any, either one of the three, Tate, Galladay, Jones. That's fair. I like that. I'm actually a big fan of that pick. You know, Golden Tate, um, he's had a pretty solid season so far, but this past weekend was his first touchdown, and I think he repeats. I think he does. Does well again this upcoming weekend, and um, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets in the end zone again. So I think I love that start. Um, so that is actually going to do it for all of us here at Ride the Pine. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, please follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at Ride the Pine Pod. Also follow us on Facebook at the same um, tag. Uh, also, uh, please check us out on Anchor. Uh, we are at anchor.fm slash ride the pine, if I'm correct, Ron. Is that correct? Yep, you are correct. You um, are correct. And also, please check us out on the famous original podcast network at fop. Dot, uh, is it fopbiz.net? It's fopnet.biz. Fopnet.biz. I knew it was something weird like that, but uh, I'll, yeah, I'll let... Yeah, it was something Tom and Austin like that, yeah. Uh, something along those lines. Uh, it's a really fantastic network. We are on uh, that network joined uh, with Tom and Austin. Um, they've been a really great host for us. Um, and please also, I want to give another shout-out to our um, sponsor, Uplift Pomade. Uh, Rocco, you make a fantastic product. Keep up the good work, and... Uh, we're, we're going to give you a shout out every week. Uh, you guys are great. Um, Pleasure to have you on, Megan. Uh, yeah, Megan, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. And thank you for being a listener to the show as well. Thanks, guys. Always oh, listening on. Yeah, of course. We're happy yeah. to have you on. It, it was it was our pleasure. Um, but um, any final thoughts before we go, guys? Um, hockey starts this week. So 
That's like, good for God. me. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm finally. Yeah, exactly. Runs like I'm, I'm free. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I no longer have to watch the Bills. I'll be like, what are you guys talking about? The Sabers are doing great. <laughs> Wait, the Buffalo who? Yeah, the Sabers are. They're fine. Yeah, the Sabers are great. What are you talking about? Oh, the Bills lost forty-five to nothing. Uh, okay, whatever, dude. I'm. I'm all about this hockey. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and Kyle, any any final words? Any final thoughts? No, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I really, I think this is a big test for Kansas City against Jacksonville. I can't wait to see what happens there. Um, you know, I, I hope Kamara keeps his thing going. Um, and I think we have a good show on Saturday Night Football. Looking forward to the Battle of Texas. Yeah, that should be really interesting. So, again, thank you to all our listeners uh, for tuning in. Hey. It- you know, Dan, let me add in. Sure. You guys, anyone listening out there, if you agree, disagree, let us know what you think about some of our goofy or non-goofy picks. Let's hear it. Absolutely. Uh, we would love to get your take, but don't hesitate to reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Um, and, you know, um, you know, reach out to us. We love hearing from you guys. Um, so, again, thank you for tuning in. And we will catch you all next week for week number six of the NFL season. Almost at the halfway point. I can't believe it already. Don't say it yet, Dan. Uh, But we will see you guys all next week. Thank you again for tuning in. And stay classy, everybody. Have a good week, guys.